pack your backpacks, grab your homework, and turn your volume up. Welcome to another edition of Pod Save the Teachers. We're here to discuss the best practices and the most important topics both in and outside of the classroom, as well as teach the tricks of the education trade. Now, without further ado, here's your host from the College of Education and Human Services, Dr. Mark Piercy. This is 1077 The Bronx, 1077 The Bronx.com. Welcome to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services here at Rider University. I am your host, Dr. Mark Piercy. Welcome to the show. Uh, this is a very special show for us. This is our one year anniversary. Uh, we have been podcasting for a year. Hard as this to believe. Uh, and so we're going to take a look back briefly here at the beginning of the show at some of the, the, the stuff we've done. Most notably, and the reason why I'm laughing, is, is the escalation of the debate. That has, uh, you know, the, the, the question that this podcast has pursued relentlessly since its birth. But uh, Aubrey and Vanessa are here with me. Vanessa Rivera and Aubrey Prendergast are two student producers. And guys, can you believe it? A year. It's yeah, been a year. It's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe it. This is episode 13, which means now we are old hands at this. And we have interviewed guests that from uh, all across the state, educators, students, uh, you know, people from all different disciplinary backgrounds. People here at Ryder, students here at Ryder, were actually joined today as well by Tiffany Corcoran, one of our former guests. Yeah, Tiff. Uh, was here to talk about science education, and I think the uh, the summary view of that was that science is pointless, and we should only focus on social <laughs> studies. Right? I don't think so. I think but. if we listened back to that episode, we would we would uh, you know that would be the takeaway. I think. Maybe you would hear it differently. I'm not positive. Yeah, I think I hear it differently. <laughs> uh, this podcast was originally born from an idea to, to publicize what we're doing here at Ryder University and to feature the teachers and students of the state who are uniformly excellent. And, and longtime listeners will remember that coming from a state that doesn't have quite a sterling a reputation in education, as I do, uh, I feel you know a real like allegiance to New Jersey, even as, a, as an export or a, a person who came from someplace else. Because schools are here so good, but are, are so good here. But one of the things we didn't anticipate in uh, at the beginning of this podcast was the degree to which the question we ask every guest would cause uh, kind of a firestorm of controversy. <laughs> so, if you've listened to this show before, you know we always ask people at the end of the interview, uh, "Is there a central New Jersey?" And Aubrey. You have a grim set to your face right now. You're looking very upset because you have news from the state yes. of New Jersey. Right? Well, he, okay, here's the thing. They um, came out, I don't know, the New Jersey government came out probably a couple months ago by now saying that they were going to put the central Jersey region into legislature. So yes. they were going to like formally make it a thing. But now there's all this stuff out about there being five or six <laughs> regions of New Jersey. And the one that I remember seeing, I can't find it now, but the one that I remember seeing was a North Central, which was like just Mercer County and and South, and then a Jersey Shore region, which had like Monmouth County and Ocean County. Yeah. Which and that's we, have, <laughs> we have feelings about the word shore when we're talking about the beach, but, we do. We but do. Monmouth County extends so far into the middle of the state that I just, I don't agree. I, you, and now I know you're enraged, but I think, Vanessa, you're in Not because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You are furious about this, right? Because, so, Aubrey, Dr. Piercy, and I have this screenshot up, and it has six different regions. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> if we're just talking regions, there's north, central, south. 
Where did the other three come from? Uh, no. What's fascinating are their names. You want to run down the list of them? Sure. Yeah. There's, this according to the, uh, we think, according to the State Assembly of New Jersey, right. they have announced. This is announced. from NJ Spotlight News. Yeah. Okay. So, and I cannot, by the way, cannot find a consistent map of the regions. And now it's a law. So no one can seem to still agree. We, we, so. we really thought Pod Say the Teachers would bring clarity to this question, but clearly it has not happened. They're so, not listening to us. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what, what we Come can on, do. Uh, tell us the regions according to this map. All right. According to this map, it says Skyland region, which is like Sussex, Morris, Somerset, and I don't know what that says. Hunterdom. What? Hunterdon. Uh, okay. Uh, Okay. That's the um, Skylands region. Then there's Gateway region, which is Essex, Passaic, Middlesex, and... Bergen. Yes. <laughs> uh, Delaware River region, which is like Burlington, Mercer, Camden, Gloucester, and Salem. Okay. Shout out to Burlington. Shore region, which it's called the beach. It's the beach. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's all get on Monmouth board with this. County and Ocean County. And then Great Greater, Greater. Atlantic City region <laughs> oh God. is just Atlantic. Wow. And then finally, the Southern Shore region. Southern Shore region. Yes. So there are two shore regions. So there are now apparently six regions in the three sections of New Jersey, if I'm to believe both NJ Spotlight and the New Jersey State Assembly. Right. This right? is wrong. This seems wrong. Look, <laughs> folks, I've, I've never taken a stance in this. I'm an outsider. I'm not from the state. I've only been fascinated by the degree to which that people will fight about this. But now it seems that the, the, the question's being unnecessarily complicated and it's mm -hmm. becoming divisive and it's polarizing us and it's driving us farther apart. So I'm not going to stop that process by any means. <laughs> but now I know with future guests, we get to ask them which region do they think is most absurd. You know, Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we can do that. And so we, instead of that, you know, the continuing the central New Jersey debate, now we can include, uh, do you believe there is a Skylands region? Which <laughs> they just look at you so, so confused, Dr. Piercy. Yeah. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? What do you mean? <laughs> the airport? Like, that sounds very sci fi. It sounds very Star Wars y. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're visiting the Skylands. Yeah. Well, that question, along with other questions, have, have been what we've been pursuing uh, with great rigor over the last year. And this episode is going to be a little bit of a departure from that because uh, we moving in reverse order. We do have, as always, our student spotlight. Uh, this episode, we're featuring uh, Cassidy Patron, a junior here at Rider University in our Department of Teacher Education. But for our main interview, uh, Aubrey Manessa had the idea to do something slightly different. So when we come back from break, I will be turning this podcast over to them and they will be interviewing yours truly. Uh, I hope I do not make a complete spectacle of myself on the air. I feel much more comfortable asking questions and answering them. Uh, so we'll see. This could be a gigantic train wreck for our for our year episode, our year anniversary. So we'll be right back here on Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx, 1077 thebronkcom Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services. We all recognize that sound, the school bell. It's a part of the foundation of our future. From kindergarten to high school, the education we receive builds who we are, from our character to our careers. When you enroll as an undergraduate or graduate student at the College of Education and Human Services, we will help you harness your passion for education. We will prepare you to make meaningful and creative contributions in the classroom that will support, impact, and transform the lives of your students, providing them with the building blocks for success. Programs include elementary education, secondary education, and post-baccalaureate teaching certificates 
certificates, as well as Rider's two-year New Jersey Alternate Route Teaching Certificate for educators who have earned an instructional certificate of eligibility. For more information about Rider University's College of Education and Human Services impactful undergraduate and graduate programs and how to apply online, it's rider.edu. That's rider.edu to turn your passion for education into a rewarding career. We're back for more Pod Save the Teachers with Dr. Mark Piercy. Mark is back up at the blackboard and ready to chalk up some extra tips for teaching. So let's return to our seats and tune back in to Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx. This is 1077 The Brock, 1077thebrock.com. Welcome back to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services at Ryder University. And it's me, Aubrey, and Vanessa. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say, I was so nervous to do that intro. You nailed and I it. You apparently were great. was very loud, so. <laughs> no, you were great. You sounded very smooth and very <sighs> radio friendly. We did it. We're here. This is great. <laughs> we're taking over, and we're going to. Ask Dr. Piercy some questions. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, welcome. Oh my gosh, thanks. Welcome. Oh my gosh. You're such a requested guest. Everyone <laughs> has been asking for you to come on and be a guest. Like, oh, dreams are coming true right yeah. now. I'm well, sweet talker, you're Betty a, Crocker. You're a big part. Please give me an A in your class. <laughs> <laughs> well, anytime we post, well, the one time we have had the gall to post a, a fit check without Dr. Piercy, we just receive oh, such yeah. backlash that you're not in it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, my, my audience demands that kind of content. Yeah. You're the celebrity so. of Pod Save the Teacher. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dr. Piercy. Yes, I'm ready. Why did you become a teacher? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, back in the dim and distant <laughs> past. Let's see. Um, well, I guess we should start with your history. I don't yes. know if you've ever fully given your your history. No, maybe not. All right. And your full background, where you went to college and all that. Well, let's see. I was born in, you want the full background? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was born in <laughs> San Diego, California. Uh, my dad was stationed there in the Air Force. Uh, we only lived there for a year, then moved to Florida to be closer to my, my mom's family. Um, and outside of four years living in Georgia, I lived basically my entire life in Florida, west coast of Florida. Um, I went to high school in Pinellas Park High School. Longtime listeners will know that. And coming out of high school, I was pretty unmotivated. I didn't have a lot of aspirations. Uh, and I, I tell all my classes all the time, I only applied to one university, uh, the University of South Florida. It was the closest one to my house. Uh, I didn't even visit the campus. Uh, my two best friends were going there and we had planned to live together. And I was a catastrophe my first year. I, I didn't go to class. I didn't study. Uh, I had a 1.7 GPA at the end of my first year and kind of realized, I think as many college students do, that, you know, it's your job now. Um, so I transferred to a junior college and finished my, my second year there. And then I transferred to the University of Florida and finished there my bachelor's, my master's. And that's when I started my teaching career. So I think I, I fell into it uh, for lack of better options the first. And I was very, very lucky that I loved it and, uh, and, and hopefully was good at it. Very good. Okay. So that was not your original plan to be a teacher. I didn't really have a plan. I mean, my mom is fond of pointing out an essay I wrote when I was 13 where my plan was to become the starting quarterback for the then San Diego Chargers of the National Football League. And I was going to live apparently on the side of a mountain uh, with my wife-to-be who in my <laughs> mind was named Jennifer. Mm. Uh, this And that's 13. So obviously that's dumb and, and not very thoughtful, but... It wasn't like I was six or something. So 13 was, <laughs> apparently I still was operating on the 80 that somehow I was going to make it in the NFL. A little old for that. Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> I didn't have a lot of aspirations, but I, I liked school and 
Uh, I enjoyed the social studies, but I can't say that I was driven by some sort of fiery passion to do it mm. at did, that time. Did you mm. always like history or did you kind of fall into that as well? No, I always did like history and I always did like social studies. And uh, I found probably the most impactful teachers, both good and bad, were in social studies for me. Uh, and some of the very best teachers I've ever known were social studies teachers who inspired me to do it. But uh, And people who had my class might have heard the story. I had a, a, a really atrocious teacher my 11th and 12th grade year who I thought was awesome. That's how bad he was. You know, like you must be a really bad high school teacher if a high schooler is really, 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 you're the greatest guy in the world. He, he treated me like an equal. Uh, let me call him by his first name. Let me skip school whenever I wanted. Um, and so he was terrible, but now I know that. So I actually kind of use him as a reverse barometer. Like if, if he would do it, then I decidedly will not. So yeah, I was drawn to the social studies both by content and by disposition, I guess. Very nice, very nice. All right, next question. So, Hi, Vanessa. Hey, Dr. Percy. It's so great to see you. You taught high school for, for, for a very long time. Yep. So what made you want to go into higher ed? Like, why do you teach us? Um, if, if you'd asked me at 22, uh, my, my thought would have been, I'll teach for five or six years, and then I'll go back and get a PhD, because I had always thought about moving to college. And then life happened and suddenly, you know, it's 12 and 13 years later. And I really, really loved teaching in high school. I, I enjoyed it a lot, but I still felt that kind of itch that to move to higher ed because higher ed presents not only different challenges, but a very different lifestyle. Um, you know, you have a chance to research and then you have a chance that it's a little more decentralized and a, little more, a lot less high pressure. Um, so I started my PhD program in 2007 and uh, it went on for four and a half years. I finished in 2011. Um, and fortunately at that time, the writer job was available and my kids were quite young. So we we're willing to move. Uh, and it's interesting. My wife is from Canada and writer is about 880 miles exactly between our home in Florida and her parents' home in Canada. So it felt kind of like karma in that way. Um, and so I really love teaching in higher ed, but I know that I came at the right time cause I still kind of miss teaching high school. Uh, and I felt like if I had stayed longer, I might've gotten burned out or cynical about it, and I, I didn't, fortunately didn't have that experience. So what about Ryder drew you to teaching here? Man, my wife loves telling the story. I came up for an interview here, and I'm usually very, like, uh, pessimistic. Like, ah, I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> and I came back and she said, you were glowing. Like, you were, you really, and I said something like, I think this might be, this might work. It's small. Uh, I'd always been affiliated with big universities, and I never really had an experience at a small one, so I was really drawn to that. Um, the area, I mean, my God, we're, you know, between New York and Philadelphia and Boston, the whole area here is there's so much to do and see. Uh, there's so much history in and around here uh, from a history teacher's perspective. It's great. But the, I think and it sounds very stereotypical when it comes to writer, but it's the people. I mean, the people here are so kind and giving and caring. And I think that may be a consequence of being a small university. But either way, the people in the department were really excellent. And it felt like a good fit for what I was going to bring uh, to the department. Yeah, I, I will say I've I, talking about Ryder. I feel like I've talked to so many people and regardless of what like peer interactions you've had, because college students can be college students. Mm -hmm. I think everyone agrees that like the reason you come and the reason you stay is like the faculty, because yeah. we, we love all of the education faculty. Like we love all of our education professors oh, and all yeah. of our even like from a science side, like College of Science, like, you know, mm -hmm. arts and sciences, whatever. Um, we love all of our science and Tiff, Tiff and I go and visit our, our science professors all the time. Like we just, we love Aww. them all. So well, that's great to hear. So I will say 
you guys are doing it right. Oh, <laughs> all right. Give you a small compliment thank you, thank <laughs> before you. we thank um, you. berate you and ask you a potentially embarrassing question that okay. <laughs> had you shaking your head when we well, mentioned should it. We, should we take a break before we do that? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> not, not that I'm trying to stop to? the questioning. <laughs> we'll take a short break. Yeah. Okay. We'll be yeah. right back here on Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx, 1077 The Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services. We all recognize that sound, the school bell. It's a part of the foundation of our future. From kindergarten to high school, the education we receive builds who we are, from our character to our careers. When you enroll as an undergraduate or graduate student at the College of Education and Human Services, we will help you harness your passion for education. We will prepare you to make meaningful and creative contributions in the classroom that will support, impact, and transform the lives of your students, providing them with the building blocks for success. Programs include elementary education, secondary education, and post-baccalaureate teaching certificates certificates, as well as Ryder's two-year New Jersey Alternate Route Teaching Certificate for educators who have earned an instructional certificate of eligibility. For more information about Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services' impactful undergraduate and graduate programs and how to apply online, it's Ryder.edu. That's Ryder.edu to turn your passion for education into a rewarding career. We're back for more Pod Save the Teachers with Dr. Mark Piercy. Mark is back up at the blackboard and ready to chalk up some extra tips for teaching. So let's return to our seats and tune back in to Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx. This is 1077 The Bronx, 1077 thebronxcom Welcome to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services at Ryder University. I'm your host, uh, Vanessa Rivera, for this episode. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And we have my co producer. <laughs> That's me. Introduce Aubrey. yourself. Oh, I'm Aubrey. Well, this is our site. We've yeah. already been talking. Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we'll cut that out. <laughs> no, no, leave no it we in. won't. Leave We're it not in. cutting anything out. Darn. Okay. I should have kept your, your hiccup earlier when you... Were when introduced I for the first time, yeah. Wow. I should have kept it. Um, so, okay, so we're back. Yes. And Vanessa and I, we've had you in class before. Yes. We're in your class right now. That's right. And this is my first time having class with you. So I feel like it's it, it's interesting because I got to know you on the podcast before I ever had you as a professor. Yeah. But you do a something. You do something interesting during class oh my. when you're Quite teaching. Funny. Something funny. A little concerning. Doctor Percy, yeah. what do you do when teaching? What do I do when teaching? What's your What's your interesting habit that you do while you're teaching? Are, are we asking about my bat? I we are yeah. asking okay. about your bat. All right. So okay, this is the kind of thing that <laughs> sounds worse probably on radio than it does in real life. Uh, so when you first start teaching. And all teachers will recognize this. You know, you're kind of self-conscious because you're being scrutinized by kids and watched and looked at. And you develop little social habits you don't know you have. Uh, and for me, it was hand talking. Like I would move my hands around a lot. I never knew quite what to do with my hands early on. So I would do like unusual things. Like I would take pens and unscrew them while I was talking. And then I'd be left with pen components in my hand. Um, so anyways, I taught U.S. history and I was doing a lesson on sports in the 1920s. And I went to, to get a baseball bat from the athletic office, kind of illustrate the importance of baseball at that time. And it gave me something to pick up, something to put down, something to point with, something to lean on. So uh, this was less of a concern when I taught high school because I had my own room and I could just have the bat in there. But now I teach in a variety of classrooms. And so if I want to have my bat, I got to take it with me from my office, which means I look like a lunatic uh, walking. Very scary. Yes, yes. So I try. In fact, I was walking down the hallway the other day and the kid was coming towards me. And so I'm carrying the bat and I try to kind of hide it behind my arm because I don't want people thinking, you know, he's, he's this psychopath who's wandering around with a blunt instrument. Um, 
But people who have my class, I, I think I can speak for them that it, over time it just becomes kind of invisible to them because it's just something I'm, I'm using. But yes, I, I agree that is an unusual habit. And But it's that or I take apart pens. I mean, you, what do you want? I, I can I got to do something with my hands here. I mean, we're what, three, three and a half weeks in? I yeah. feel like I don't even notice it anymore. Okay. Yeah. So right. honestly, it's a little jarring at first. It but is. Yes. I had right. Dr. Pierce for the first time my sophomore year for um, the intro education classes. And honestly, like I, so I had that sophomore year and then last year, my junior year is when we started the podcast. And then again, this semester, I have Dr. Percy again for um, another class. I honestly forgot about your bet. <laughs> I honestly forgot good. about it. And that's then you good. brought it. I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> oh yeah, the bat. Most people, and this has not become common knowledge, but when we came back from the pandemic, first time in person, uh, I had a bat. I had my original bat, which is this orange bat. And Tiff's nodding, she knows. And First day of class, I had it in class, and then I left, and I mistakenly, absentmindedly left the bat behind in the classroom. I went back the next day, bat gone. Somebody stole the bat, and I, I'm going to assume something, you know, something non-sinister, like a custodian saw it and thought it was trash, and it was a pretty trashy bat. Fortunately, I had a backup bat. I was ready there, but the pandemic, that let's think of that as the last real victim, the pandemic, my bat. You know, oh my yeah, I know it's tragedy. <sighs> Poor bat. Yes, I'm sure there are other tragic <laughs> elements to the pandemic, but that's the one I'm thinking of. So yesterday, Vanessa and I posted on our Instagram, teachers underscore pod, just to on Instagram. It. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. Want follow us. us. Yeah, Please do. Thank you. Um, and we posted on our story uh, asking if anyone had any questions for Dr. Percy, oh, and we got a couple. Okay. Quite a few from Tiffany, who was sitting here because she was with us when we wrote the post, so she knew about it. Um, but we got a couple other ones. Okay. Um, so the first question we got was how how does teaching college differ from teaching high school? Ooh, good question. Um, I think the most obvious example is that, or most obvious difference is that college students, from by and large, want to be there. You know, uh, and in some cases, I, I often frequently make the distinction between teaching and coaching. I coached for a long time as well, and coaching. You know, ideally, you have kids on the team who are there because they want to be, and they put themselves through really grueling physical exertion. Uh, so that you don't have to worry so much about engagement. They're engaged. They want to do it. And college students, uh, you know, by the time they get to a certain level, they've made up their mind to do this thing and they see the class as the route to do it. So there's less of tug of war, you know, like we're trying to get a 17-year-old to learn U.S. history. Um, I do miss teaching social studies content, uh, which I did far more frequently in high school. Uh, but I find that college students are, you know, it's really neat to see that transformation from I think I want to be a teacher to actually being teachers because after student teaching, you are, I mean, you're not employed yet, but student teaching really is transformational. So it's very, very cool. Uh, and it's just, it's a different, it's like uh, to use a language metaphor. It's like if I grew up speaking Spanish, then I had to learn how to speak Portuguese. Like I might recognize every other word and I might understand the sentence structure, but it's still, I have to come fluent in something else. And so that's what college teaching for me was like having to learn a new skill. That's cool. Yeah. Now a more goofy question. <laughs> yeah, okay. that was the only like serious, serious one. Oh, good. <laughs> the rest All of right. were a little bit more Here we fun. Go. The yes. bat one was a serious one? Well, that was okay. our question. I was, was trying to get one. to know who you are as Dr. Right. Piercy, the professor. I'm on guard now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you have any hidden talents? Wow. Uh, do I have any hidden talents? Um, gosh. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I have a bass guitar. I play bass a little bit. Okay. Uh, funny story behind that. My my wife wanted, I, she was going to get me a guitar for Christmas and she got in my head that I played bass. I, I did not play bass in college. I played guitar. Uh, she also forgot that I was left-handed. 
So she got me a right-handed bass, which was a lovely gift, but kind of bizarre. So we had to take it back to play. So I play a little bass. Um, I used to skimboard when I was in high school. Skimboarding is like the west coast of Florida version of surfing. Uh, okay. There are no waves in uh, the Gulf of Mexico. So you skimboard in like two inches of water on these like three and a half, four foot tall boards. Like boogie boarding? Uh, kind of, except you're not actually in the water. You're running on the shore. You drop it into the, t uh, the, the wave as it's getting receding. And it's only like an inch deep. And then you're literally skimming on the water. Oh, yeah. okay. I think I've seen that. Like yeah. on like TikTok or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, I guess I don't have a lot of hidden talents, man. I'm just... Jack just regular old. talent. Maybe I, they're just so <laughs> hidden that you don't even know, <laughs> yeah, about, don't know about them yet. <laughs> that's, okay. that's a nice way of saying I have no talents, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll find them. No, I'm saying they could just come out at a later time. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay. Just, just uh, unhidden talents. That's right. We'll just say that. They're there just not hidden. Yes. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite cafeteria dish? Like, oh. like a high school. High school teaching? cafeteria? Mm -hmm. That's classic hard to go. high well, school cafeteria. Hard to go wrong with chicken nuggets. Those are all purpose, okay. all weather. Um, Safe. Gosh, what else? Uh, I, I used to really like, uh, this just sounds bizarre. Uh, well, pizza day, obviously. Friday was pizza day when I was growing up. I'm not sure if that's true now. I think you get pizza any day you want. But mm -hmm. when I was a kid, Friday was the day they served pizza. And the pizzas were these little square slices, which is, you know, like they cut it out of a big rectangle. Uh, and it was always cheese. And that was pretty good. Except occasionally they had pepperoni which are these little square bits of pepperoni, not little round like slices, but little square bits. And I thought that was great. Um, and when I was in middle school, this is not my favorite cafeteria dish, but they used to serve stewed tomatoes, uh, which were actually, they didn't, they were supposed to be like kind of shredded tomato, but what it was was an actual like tomato ball that was sitting like in this styrofoam cafeteria section or uh, styrofoam tray section. And it made an excellent missile. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, you yeah. were eating a ball of no, tomato. I, I, people ordered them strictly to have the food fights because you could whip those things. They were like little bitty red baseballs. And uh, I would not say that was my favorite not a food. smart choice. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cafeteria meals in the South. It's a, it was a different time. Mm. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, back when you taught high school, did you have any uh, traditions for the first day of school? Like anything you always did every year on the first day? First day of socialism, especially, we do a thing called Captain Trivia. Captain Trivia was uh, somebody had to come in with an interesting and heretofore unknown bit of historical trivia, something that happened on that day or a quirky story or something. They had to tell everyone else that thing, and then Captain Trivia would pick the next Captain Trivia. Mm -hmm. So the first day was always introducing Captain Trivia, explaining what that was, and appointing one student. And, of course, I told them that it's perfectly fair for you to pick the person who picked you, just tagbacks, right? There, you, you can't claim no tagbacks. Mm -hmm. So it was in the rest of the class's interest to get those two people mad at each other. <laughs> so they kept picking each other back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like a ping pong match. Oh so my gosh. first day was always Captain Trivia Day. We had to explain that. There's my hidden talent. There yeah. you go. Um, Aggravating someone, teenagers. Do you drink Starbucks? Because someone asked what your Starbucks order is. I do. I'm a regular Starbucks drinker, but I'm quite dull. I, I'm a grande dark roast with uh, half and half and two Splenda. Mm. I get straight ahead coffee. Uh, wow. Every now and again, a frappuccino or something. But what kind of frappuccino? Um, I guess mocha is kind of the standard okay. one. I'm not, okay, okay, yeah, And I've gotten the like a coffee, the, chocolate. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. I've gotten the flat white before, like the flat white latte, which is pretty mm. good. But I'm not, I'm not that. crazy frou frou with those. I'm just, I'm pretty much straight ahead. Mm. My grandfather used to drink something called navy coffee. Navy coffee was black coffee with a pinch of salt. Oh God! Yeah, what? And I'm not, I'm not that <laughs> hardcore, but Jeez. I'm, I'm usually just drinking coffee. Oh my goodness! Alrighty. <laughs> Um, who was your teacher idol slash favorite teacher? Wow. 
favorite teacher. Yeah. Or like, who do you like aspire? It doesn't even have to be your favorite. Who do you like aspire to be like when you're teaching? Is there someone specific that you like kind of want to emulate? Um, when I was in middle school, I had a guy named, uh, Mr. Caudill who was, uh, kind of a social studies slash gifted educator. And, uh, we used to meet on the, I don't know why we did this. We had a, his class was held on the stage of the auditorium. You know, and you'd meet up there and, and it was these really wide ranging discussions and he was a really caring and compassionate guy. So that guy was very cool. Uh, and in my doctoral program, my major professor was named Dr. Howard Johnson, uh, who was six foot five and this enormous, oh yeah, gosh. he looked like a polar opposite of me and, uh, an incredibly empathetic, kind, giving guy who was, he was one of those people who was genuinely thrilled when you did something well. Uh, and so trying to be more like that. Is certainly somebody I like to emulate because he was a really, really, really important person in my educational process. Nice. Would you say those are your favorite teachers also? Because that's our first yeah. classic interview question. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I've met so many good teachers, though. That's the, the funny thing is having been a student and now being a teacher, one of the problems with being secondary ed is that we don't often see what other teachers do because we're in our own rooms doing our own things. Mm-hmm. And one of the greatest parts about this job is getting to see other teachers in action. And I know I'm bragging on New Jersey a lot, but there's <laughs> so many good teachers here. Uh, and I've met so many really, really professional educators. So I guess my list of my favorite teachers has expanded a lot in the last 10 years. Very nice. Yes, I guess we nice. can get into our, that's a good transition to our interview games. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> you've, right. you've never been the participant I have in never. these games. Nope, not so once. So our, our first one's mascot fight. Yes. Mascot fight, our mascot versus your mascot. Okay. We decided. Yeah. To choose Vanessa, the, the university that you went to versus the university we're going to. So the Bronx versus the Gators. Oh, oh shoot, we done lost. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, listen, horses can run very fast. That's true. But if oh, I'm praying on our downfall right now, because I'm, <laughs> like if the Gator is one bite to the leg and it's done. You know what though, horse. Can horses can kick yep. real hard? I think it, it, where is this fight going to occur? If it's occurring like in a swamp, then you're in trouble because we'll drag you in the maybe, water. Maybe a shallow pool. Okay, yeah, I think that if yeah. we might get a hold of you, but you start kicking our brains out, you know, mm, I don't true. think it's going to work. Oh, in the in the Ryder Lake, Ryder Tiff Lake is saying in the Ryder Lake. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Although if I think that if there were gators in there, we'd be in trouble. Gators are. <laughs> I would not go to this school if there were gators <laughs> just climbing out the lake. I'll tell true you that. Story. Another at, reason not to teach in Florida. At the University of Florida, uh, in the middle of their campus is Lake Alice, and Lake Alice is populated by uh, many, oh, many, gosh. many gators. Yeah. You can see when you drive by at night, you can see their eyes glowing. Oh, are you being so serious Hand right to now? God. It's Ayo. totally true. <laughs> that is terrifying. That oh my is gosh. not safe. Oh. Is there like a gate around it? Or no, is it just, no, you, oh. they're not super, the, the biggest ones in there are probably three or four feet, which are not super That's big. That's big gators. enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they could, they could take your arm oh, off. It is. No. What is that? A reptile? It's a reptile. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, thank you. Go gators. Um, <laughs> So who wins? I guess yeah, the Bronx. I'm, I'm gonna give it to the Bronx. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I also get yes, the sir. feeling that the the Bronx is kind of a slightly deranged, unhinged horse. Yeah, like very aggressive and violent and energetic. Free. So yeah. yeah, I think I'm, I might get a hold of your leg, but you have three more, and you'd stop my brains out. I think. Yeah, we got the height on you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 100%. Bronx win. All right, next one. Try before you die. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, this is this sounds stereotypical, but but travel. I I never really got a chance to travel much Classic. when I was a high school teacher, and I've been fortunate to be part of a lot of study abroad experiences here. And it's just so, it's astonishing, you know, how much of the world I, I have not had a chance to see. So, 
Uh, I've really enjoyed that. And, and I particularly tell college students, when you can travel at this age, you absolutely should do it. Because uh, when you get older and you have kids and you get into a life, it gets more difficult to do that. And, and especially for teachers, we have a built-in part of our year in summers that really is ideal for travel. So I know that's not super exotic to say, but that's... <laughs> do, that's you, do you have a count of how many places you've been? Oof, let's see. Um, for study abroad, we've done uh, Italy twice, Morocco twice, uh, Ireland, Northern Ireland, Denmark, Sweden, um, and the UK, London and Scotland. So that's all, prof and Germany. I did a study trip to Germany. Um, and I guess that's okay, it. Mr. Have Worldwide? you been to Canada? You've probably been to Canada. Well, I've been, yes, if we're talking so just like, travel, yeah. I've been to Canada. Yeah. So like, that's like 10 countries. That's good. I'm doing all right. Been nice. to Mexico too. So. 12 countries. <laughs> Tiff hey. just said Tiff is keeping our unofficial count over there. <laughs> I could not process what you were what numbers you were holding up right there. Right. I got it. Next game. Random question generator. Okay, here we Aubrey, go. You got the 60 around. seconds on the clock. Um, I got it on the clock. All right, ready. Fire away. One, two, three, go. Aye. What makes you cry? Dang. Oh, uh, 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 oh, what makes me cry? Um, occasionally pictures of my kids when they were small. Oh, what's your favorite piece of clothing you own? My favorite. I have a, a gator hoodie that I that I really really love, which I only get to wear when it's cold. So I'm happy it's getting colder. What's the best thing you got from one of your parents? Best thing I got in terms of like my personal traits, uh, I hopefully my mom's empathy and uh, my dad's sense of humor. What What are you a natural at? Oh gosh, what am I natural at? Um, uh, 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 teaching, I hope. <laughs> yeah. If you got any superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, I would like to be able to teleport. Let's go. I can go places without having to get there. I like arriving places. I don't like traveling. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. What's something you learned in the last week? Uh, in the last week, I learned about, I just learned this morning about um, the, the, the birth of the city of Timbuktu. My 16-year-old told me about it. Nice. Uh, what's something you wish you'd, you'd figured out sooner? Uh, that I should probably take school more seriously. What's your earliest memory? Oh boy, uh, earliest memory. Uh, dang man, I was bad at that. <laughs> I got. I feel like I got to editorialize on everything, and so I never get anywhere. How many did I get? I stopped. I like had him counted, and then I said time, and I let them go. Oh. but I think it was like eight. It couldn't have been more than that. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then seven or eight. Geez, yeah, Louise, that's bad. All right. <sighs> okay, I got to learn to answer questions quickly. Go we ahead. We would have thought that you would have. Uh, Boom, been boom, boom. been so good at these because you've seen them all. No, I'm bad. <laughs> That's it, folks. On Ponce, the teachers are bad guests, Dr. Yeah. Percy. And finally, just answer their question. Oh, I gotta you, go on record now. Me huh? and Vanessa are New Jersey natives. Yes. Yes. So we do have dogs in these fights. You do. But and you I, don't. You're from I don't. Florida. I don't. So uh, tell after us after polling so many guests <laughs> for the last year, is Central New Jersey does it exist? I am going to have to go with the consensus and say, yes, it does. I think the problem now is the borders are quite fuzzy and mm -hmm. uh, we need clarity in that. And I, and I, I, I think the government's attempt to do so, while well-intentioned, was misguided because now it's clearly creating more variance and more, more complaints. But um, yeah, I say there's Central Jersey. I think so. Yeah, I think because there's a logical issue here that nearly anything has to have a center of it. Uh, but I, I, I have said multiple times, I'm more charmed by the debate than anything because this state is comparatively small and it isn't like there's a mighty ravine or a canyon or something that divides the two sides. Uh, it just it seems to be a field thing, a vibe thing. So, yes, I'm going to go, yes, there is Central New Jersey. There we go. I hope I don't offend anybody in the future. For future guests, <laughs> feel free to tell me I'm wrong about that. All right. I think that's... Uh... 
decided. That's it. Dr. Piercy says it, so it's, it must be it's true. It's over. It's final. <laughs> yeah, in year two of Pod Save the Teachers, no more, ask, no more asking yeah. questions about Central Well, music. yay. This is the start of season two. Season two? First yeah. episode of season two. Happy birthday to Pod Save the Teachers. That's yeah. right. And let me say on the air, first off, thank you to both, because you put tremendous amounts of work into this. This this show would not exist without the both of you. Uh, you know, I am only the guy that talks in the microphone. You're the ones who produce the whole thing. So thank you for that. Of course. Of course. It. It's so much fun. I enjoy it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to be right back with our student spotlight. Our student spotlight this week is Cassie Patron. You get to meet her in just a minute back here on Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services at Ryder University. Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx is underwritten by Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services. We all recognize that sound, the school bell. It's a part of the foundation of our future. From kindergarten to high school, the education we receive builds who we are, from our character to our careers. When you enroll as an undergraduate or graduate student at the College of Education and Human Services, we will help you harness your passion for education. We will prepare you to make meaningful and creative contributions in the classroom that will support, impact, and transform the lives of your students, providing them with the building blocks for success. Programs include elementary education, secondary education, and post-baccalaureate teaching certificates certificates, as well as Ryder's two-year New Jersey Alternate Route Teaching Certificate for educators who have earned an instructional certificate of eligibility. For more information about Ryder University's College of Education and Human Services impactful undergraduate and graduate programs and how to apply online, it's Ryder.edu. That's Ryder.edu to turn your passion for education into a rewarding career. We're back for more Pod Save the Teachers with Dr. Mark Piercy. Mark is back up at the blackboard and ready to chalk up some extra tips for teaching. So let's return to our seats and tune back in to Pod Save the Teachers on 1077 The Bronx. This is 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. Welcome back to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services here at Ryder University. I am still your host, Dr. Mark Piercy, and now it is time for our student spotlight with our very special guest, Miss Cassidy Patron. Hi, how are you? I'm swell, how are you? Good, thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. It's incredibly nice of you. So Cassidy, you and I have a history, briefly, so I know a bit about you, but for the listening audience, uh, tell us where you're from, uh, how you came to writer, what your major is, in whatever order you want. It seems like in college, the what's your major question is almost always the first, so if you wanna lead with that, that's fine. Sure. So I'm a junior this year. I'm studying elementary education and English with two minors in special education and middle school. And I am from Brielle, New Jersey, which is like right on the beach. So I say right by Point Pleasant and Manasquan if you're familiar with those areas. And uh, Can I say first off, not to interrupt you, no, which I just it. did. I'm so pleased you said the beach. Mm-hmm. And one of my minor league but enduring gripes with people from your neck of the woods is the down the shore thing. And I've consist, I'm, I'm persisting in my belief that lakes have shores, oceans have beaches. So when you saying the beach, it seems to give validity to my position on this. So I'm, I'm taking this as a win for me. It is the beach. It's not the shore. Damn it's right. never the shore. Oh, there you go. Finally, a convert. <laughs> in season two of this of this podcast, this is what the big debate now. No longer central New Jersey. It's going to be about the shore. It's always the beach. Okay. So you're from Brielle, New Jersey. I am, yeah. Okay. And, uh... That's pretty much it. How'd you come to Ryder? Oh, Ryder is such a good story. So I originally knew that I didn't want to go out of state for education programs, and I figured Ryder just has the best one, and they get you into the field the earliest out of all the schools that I visited, so that's why I picked Ryder. So you've been, now let's see, you're junior, so you've been in the field a couple times already. I have been, yeah. What is your dream grade to teach? Dream grade? I really, really, really love fifth grade. Fifth grade. I love them. Why do you like fifth grade? They're the perfect age of, they'll still listen to you, and Mm -hmm. 
they'll still want to be your friend at the same time. They're super sweet and they're just super fun to work with. So you're on the on the, the farther, like older edge for mm-hmm. elementary ed. Mm-hmm. So somebody offer you a job in first grade? Absolutely not. Oh, Absolutely that, not. That hardcore. Can't do it. Okay. I originally started, I wanted to be kindergarten and then I had my first field placement with a fifth grade class and I was like, that's it. I have to be a fifth grade teacher. Wow. Now you're <laughs> technically K-6, so mm-hmm. have you thought about possibly middle school? I could do middle school. I would do sixth grade, maybe. Uh-huh. Seventh and eighth graders, we're going to test the waters this semester. I'm in a middle school placement in a seventh grade classroom this year. Oh, boy. So we'll see how it goes. Okay. And you haven't been, you started with them or are you in the Not yet. We start next Thursday. Okay. So you don't know. Yeah. All right. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I bet. Um, so what do you most like to teach? Being an elementary ed person, that means you're a generalist. You have to teach a whole bunch of stuff. Is there something in particular you're looking forward to teaching? Yeah, because of my English second major, I really want to be like an ELA teacher. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got a book or a story in mind that you want to teach? Oh, I love all the books. <laughs> I love The Giver. And, you know, I love all the books that are on the banned book lists right now. I think of those course. are fantastic. Of course. Yeah. Yep. Do they get Shakespeare in fifth grade or is that too early? That's early. That's like high school. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. They don't do middle school at all? Mm-mm, not oh. yet, no. Okay, well, you could be the one. Yeah, I think yeah. we we could start it early. Do, Why not? Yeah, do Mac- Macbeth. It's like a bloodbath. They'd Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Midsummer Night Dream. Go for it. <laughs> well, you know, as we know, one of the things we do on the, the podcast here is we play a series of games, and these games are usually dedicated to making either or both of us look kind of goofy as we go. Uh, and so the first game we're going to play is a, not so much a game, but it's a kind of a new feature here. It's your favorite teacher. Think back, your K through 12, and you can include college if you want. Uh, who was your favorite teacher? My favorite teacher was Mrs. McWilliams. She was my fifth grade teacher, obviously, and she really like took me under her wing that year. It was kind of a tough school year for me, yeah. and she really just inspired me to read every book that I could get my hands onto. She would foster, you know, my my search for every book, and she would get anything that I wanted to read into my hands. Oh, now I, I let me backtrack real quick. So before you get in the games, I forgot to mention. Uh, you are traveling to Spain mm-hmm. next year, right? But that's not your first experience with uh, study abroad, no, right? No, it is not. Yeah. Where, where else have you traveled? Sure. So you and I actually just mm-hmm. got back from England and Scotland in May, and it was such an awesome trip. Now, speaking of that, we visited schools there. We uh, did. Did you notice any major differences between English and Scottish schools and American schools? I mean, I think the kids were a lot happier there, and I hate to say it, <laughs> but Boy. the kids in England and Scotland just seemed... I don't know, a little bit more pep in their step. And I can't recall, were you one of the ones that tried haggis? We did. Yeah. 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 How'd you like it? It was a it was a one and done experience for me, if you will. <laughs> I think the different versions that you have it, you know, it yeah. seemed intriguing. I think you had the sandwich. I had a sandwich with haggis on it. Yeah. For those of you not sure, haggis traditionally is a Scottish dish that is the innards of a sheep uh, cooked inside the sheep's stomach and then served with a mixture of usually barley or uh, or wheat. So it comes out kind of like a spicy meatloaf kind of thing. Um, and I see Vanessa's making a face over there, so it doesn't sound too appetizing to her. But you were okay with it, right? Yeah, I didn't mind it. I had it on top of mashed potatoes with gravy. So, you know, oh, it really wasn't that bad. That sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. And you're traveling to Spain, and then you also want to do student teaching abroad, right? I do. So they're piloting that program for this upcoming spring right now. Yeah. And I was really intrigued when the idea first came back around. You want to go to Spain? I do. I think it'd be incredible. I, I encourage everybody at this age, at this stage of their career, to travel abroad if they can, because it's the best time to do it. Yeah, now's the time. Now's you got the flexibility and the independence. Not so much the money, but it'll come back around. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, now back to the games, because I, I don't want to forget that. So the first official game we play is called Mascot Fight. Mascot Fight is my high school mascot versus your high school mascot. I tend to use a mixture of either my actual alma mater or any of the high schools I worked at. But let's start with you. Where'd you go to high school? I went to Manasquan High School. Manasquan. Mm-hmm. That's, I just enjoy saying that word, Manasquan. Mm-hmm. Something about it just sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Manasquan High 
High School, home of the fighting? Warriors. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go with the more generic, uh, a, a warlike, soldierly kind sure. of person. Okay. Sure. Uh, what was your warrior armed with? I think they just had a shield. Just a shield. I think it was just a shield. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for this one, if I went with pirate, I, w- I worked at Braden River High School in Brandon, Florida, home of the pirates. That's probably the most even match. Mm-hmm. Shield versus, but my guy has a sword. Right. Yeah. And are you assuming your pirates are on like a boat, like in the ocean? Because then you have that kind of dynamic well, as well. Well, I don't think we ever actually used the pirate ship as a sure. motif. It was just a singular pirate. And being one pirate, there's even money chance that he has a peg leg. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, I, I'm going to go with the war. Let's okay. go with the war. Sure. Okay, fair enough. All right, next game is called Try Before You Die. Try Before You Die means one thing you think everyone should experience before they leave planet Earth. Scuba diving. Ooh. I am a big scuba diver. So really? I think it's an experience everybody should try once. Not everybody's going to love it, obviously. It's, mm-hmm. you know... Get people a little claustrophobic, but I love it. I think it's such a cool thing to do. How long have you been scuba diving? I started beginning of high school, so it's been like five or six years now. Wow. Yeah. And are you full on? I mean, I know there's varieties of it. Are you like the full wetsuit, like uh, cold water diving? No, so I'm just the intro level, so you can only go down to 60 feet, I think it is, in the ocean or wherever That's you're going. That's pretty deep, though. That's 60 feet. Mm-hmm. And with the tank and everything in the whole nine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And okay, now I'm going to ask your opinion on this. I know my opinion. What are your thoughts on diving on a shipwreck? So I've done that. I Ugh. think it's, it's. I know, ruins the ecosystem, but I think it's so No, cool. not that. I'm just genuinely freaked oh, out by the Oh, that as well. Yeah. Yeah. That the idea of diving on a ship that was on the surface mm-hmm. is now on the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's part of history. You're seeing history. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like All you right. would now love it. Yeah, now you're making me feel ashamed of myself that I'm not going to try it. Okay. Try before you die. I will try scuba diving mm-hmm. on a dead ship. And then when undersea ghouls drag me down there, I'm going to say this is because of Cassidy. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You Fair don't enough. even have to go to 60 feet. You can do just like 20. 20 is perfect. Can I do it like in three? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Scuba dive in three feet? Yeah. Why not? Shallow into my pool? Right. Yeah. Excellent. Snorkel right. even. You just got to snorkel. No, I want the I want the, two, I want the okay. tanks, the whole thing. Sure. Gonna, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, our next game is called Random Speed Round. Random Speed Round means we have one minute on the clock. I ask you as many random questions as I can. You answer as many as you can. We got a clock ready? Yes. Ready? Okay, and who's keeping track? We got Vanessa, you keep track? Okay, ready? Here we go. First question, 60 seconds on the clock. Ready? Go. Do you have any nicknames? Cass. Uh, what's the best compliment you ever received? You're so pretty. Oh. Do you ever sing when you're alone? All the time. What songs? Oh, any country songs, in the shower specifically. Okay, who are some of your heroes? Oh, my mom. Aw, what are you a natural at? Um, reading. If you were a vegetable, what vegetable would you be? Potato. <laughs> what have you created that you're most proud of? Um, my high school diploma. Ooh, what talent would you show off in a talent show? Um, my ability to, I don't know, DIY stuff. <laughs> what makes you cry? Oh, my dog. Oh, back. There's a story there. What's something you learned in the last week? Um, friends come and go. Family stays forever. Oh, nice. Well, I think it'll be the answer to this one. Mountains or ocean? Ocean. What's the last book you gave up on and stopped reading? Oh, Shakespeare. What accomplishment <laughs> are you most proud of? Um, getting into college. What bends your mind every time you think about it? The ocean. Oh, good one. What have you created? Oh, I did that one. Oh, how many get? Fifteen. Fifteen. That that's got good. to be a new record. I think that's got to be. And what, like. It, Typically, we're not keeping track of this, but we really probably should. 15's so good. 15's very good. And you were quick on the draw, man. Those were quick answers. Very I think it's nice. part of being a teacher. You got to answer stuff on the fly all Damn the time. Right. Look at that. That's Cass. I'll tell you what. You see, I used the nickname there, Cass. Mm-hmm. That's, That's pretty right. good. Um, the next game we play is Slang Exploder. Of course, you have to teach me one term used by Generation Z in the current uh, you know, in, in environment, and I get to use it on the air, thus ruining it forever. And apparently, you got a good one. I do. Loaded. I think I have a really good one. Okay. So this is a little bit more specific to New Jersey folks. 
specifically, okay. but maybe just more from my area as well. Okay. But it is P-E-C-S-P-K. P-E-C-S-P-K. Yes. P-E-C-S-P-K. Yeah. Like two sections, P-E-C-S-P-K. Do, am I, are you spelling it at me or I have to say that? You just have to guess what the letters represent. P, tell me again. P-E-C. P-E-C. Mm-hmm. Please explain cats. An S-C-K? S-P-K. S-P-K. Uh, supposedly, Pat uh, kills. Mm-mm. No? <laughs> no. So it has to do with pork roll and ordering a bagel sandwich on a Saturday oh, morning. Oh, okay. So it is pork roll, egg and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup. Is wow. your or- That's how you say it. P-E-C-S-P-K. Just and that's the shorthand way of doing it. Yeah. You if just- I went to any place that, gives, look, that sells pork rolls, would they get that? Yep. Absolutely. Wait. Tell it to me again. P-E-C- P-E-C. S-P-K. S-P-K. All right. P-E-C-S-P-K. This is like the Philly thing with like, uh, you know, give me a, a regular w- with whiz, like with cheese whiz versus, sure. okay. Mm-hmm. P-E-C-S-P-K. I'm going to yeah. try this. If it went like a Wawa or something, could they do it? You could try. I mean, I would recommend like a bagels shop or like a deli or There's something. It's got to be someplace yeah. like local. That yeah. Expi- okay. Yeah. All right. That That's a really good one. And I don't even feel dumb using it. I mean, normally when I use this kind of slang, I feel like an idiot because I'm 150 years old. Right. You're not going to ruin it. You're just going to use it. Yeah. Excellent. All right. That's a good one. Uh, and then finally, of course, Cats, before you leave, we have the question we ask everybody. Just answer the question. Is there a central New Jersey? Absolutely, there is. Are we in it right now? Yes, we are. Okay. When does South Jersey begin? Oh. <laughs> Stump everybody with that. Right. You got to be like 20 minutes from Philly, I think, is South Jersey. Like super, okay. super. Yeah, 20 to 30 from Philly. Okay. So if I head south 20 minutes from here, am I in South Jersey? Yeah. Yeah, okay. we're like halfway. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Listen, you're you're a person of strong opinions, and I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks. Cassie, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much thank, for having me. It's of been course. so much and fun. You've been listening to Pod Save the Teachers, the official podcast of the College of Education and Human Services at Ryder University. I've been your host, Dr. Mark Piercy. Pod Save the Teachers is available on our website, 1077 The Bronx, as well as the following platforms, Amazon, Anchor, Apple, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Pod Save the Teachers was produced, as always, by Vanessa Rivera and Aubrey Prendergast. Thank you both. Uh, catch our live broadcast on the last Saturday of each month at 8 a.m. or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to Pod Save the Teachers, only on 1077 The Bronx. To listen to previous episodes and obtain further information, head on over to 1077thebronc.com slash podsavetheteachers. Pod Save the Teachers is brought to you by the College of Education and Human Services. We'll see you bright and early next Saturday at 8 a.m., only on 1077 The Bronx.